Alex. Hey, how's Dude. it going? <laughs> Dude, what the fuck was that shit, man? You holy shit, man. You're fucking going insane, dude. <laughs> I love it, man. Awesome, dude. Glad you like it. Hell yeah, dude. Dude, you are live right now on uh, the Zach Moonshine Show with Metal Devastation Radio, man. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm just hanging. Fuck yeah, man. So, uh, so, so, tell us, man. Uh, fucking. Oh shit! I hear a little bit of an echo, man. You got the speakers going? Oh uh, yeah. You want me to just? Yeah, I'll turn it off. If you have headphones, it's probably best. There okay. You, there you go. Yeah. Perfect, man. So, fuck yeah, dude. Fucking uh, Medusa's Requiem, man. I was just telling the people in the chat room, like, just the other night, I was uh, we, I was watching Clash of the Titans with my son because they're learning about Greek mythology this week in their, in their class. And so I, I wanted to show them that movie because the, the original, not the remake. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, the 80s one. Yeah, dude. That That's, that's the shit that I grew up on, man. Fucking, uh, but... Yeah, when I listened to, to this record, that was the first fucking track that I fucking played because it had Medusa in it, and just yeah. immediately, man, I'm like, whoa. Honestly, that's fun, because it was, it was pretty much, like, inspired by that movie. Hell Somewhat. Yeah. I mean, I, I had the idea, like, I thought it'd be cool to write a song about Medusa, but that movie's, like, I love that movie. I love the effects and everything, so yeah, it was kind of an inspiration, yeah, for it. <laughs> he was watching it. He's ten, right? And he's like, "That looks photoshopped." <laughs> I'm like, so, "I know, yeah. this is old, you know, like this is way old." But at the <laughs> at the end, he was like, "That was the greatest movie I've ever seen, man." I was like, "Hell yeah, yeah. see, see." Fuck I you. like the old effects, man. You know, newer generations might, you know, they might want the CGI, but I kind of like the '80s cheesy shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, there was something creepy about like the way that the, the the old I don't know what they were doing. Like claymation, I guess is what it was. A lot of it. Uh, yeah, was it claymation? I mean, it definitely it definitely takes more work, you know, or it took more work when they used to make movies like that. They like put all the pieces and shoot and then change it and shoot again. I guess, I guess that's claymation, right? Yeah, yeah. Like all those characters in that film were fucking insane. Like like Medusa. Uh, the Kraken, the fucking uh, Calibus, man, fucking... Yeah, yeah, the Kraken, that was cool. Hell yeah, hell yeah, man. <laughs> so, so tell us about Helm's Deep, man. Like, how did this whole thing come together, and uh, how long have you how long have you guys been doing this? Um, so, this was for, like, I guess, I guess, like, five years prior or something. I started writing a bunch of power metal stuff, and... I don't know. I had some friends back where I lived in New York at the time, and I was going to try and do it with them, but uh, they uh, didn't really work out. I ended up moving out to Colorado, and I don't know. When I moved out there, it kind of all, like, I, I just started writing a lot more and, and, like, finishing songs, you know, which is, I guess I just wasn't able to do that back with my schedule in New York. I just could never, like, finish stuff, but when I moved out there, I had some more free time, so able to like complete everything you know i had the whole album done as far as the writing stuff and uh i was just kind of like on the lookout for people to play with and make it happen um i tried to meeting some people out there who like at metal shows and stuff but i don't know nothing really stuck 
nothing really stuck, you know. But um, I ended up going to see Raven one night. I was uh, talking to uh, the Gallagher's after the show. And I was asking him about Mike. And I was like, dude, he's crazy good, you know. So I was talking to Mark about that. And he put me in touch with him. And we were talking. He liked all, you know, I sent him the stuff. He liked it. Um, I, I did have a different bass player that I was like going to have do it. And he was like, no, man, you should just have John do it. And I was like, would John really do it? You know, I, did, I didn't even think cause I figured he was busy with Raven, but he, you know, made that connection happen. I'm like, hell yeah, dude, of course, <laughs> of course I would have to get John in. I mean, he's like one of the best bass players I've, I've ever seen live really like in that genre. So definitely wanted to get that you know that i was super excited about that and then um yeah you know we just recorded it took about a i don't know it took like a year because they they had a lot of touring to do throughout it but oh yeah and they were recording uh the new raven album too like i, I think they recorded the new raven album in the middle of us recording helms deep which was pretty crazy but I don't know. It was my sort of first go around with like the way they were recording and doing all this stuff. Like I had to get some shit from, for, you know, my basement because like I recorded all the stuff in my basement. John, uh, John recorded all the stuff in his ba basement. Mike recorded everything in his basement. So yeah, it took some working out for like for that on my end. Cause I'd never done it that way before, but yeah, that's pretty much how it went down. That's cool as hell. I mean, yeah, I was going to ask you about the Raven uh, uh, connection because, yeah, when Brandon hit me up from Nameless Graves Records to do some promo for this, I was like, I was looking over it and, and checking everything out. I was like, whoa, this has two people from fucking Raven in it. Yeah. That's fucking <laughs> like. <laughs> I figured that would turn, you know, turn some heads, obviously, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was probably, I, I feel like it was probably like confusing, you know. Like he's like, whoa, what the, where the hell did this come from? Like, it's like a side project, you know. It's kind of what it is. I mean, it was sort of my thing, but they, you know, they wanted to do it and came out. I think it came out awesome, you know. Oh hell yeah! Couldn't man. couldn't be happier. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Very very fucking cool, man. And your vocal approach, dude, is fucking awesome, dude. I'm a huge fan of shit like. You know, like Rob Halford and fucking King Diamond and stuff like yeah. that. I love those yeah, fucking high pitched screams, man. You know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I'm a, I'm a huge King Diamond fan. Obviously, a huge Priest fan. Maiden, all that stuff. So, well, I don't know. For I figure power metal, Mike, you got to have that. Yeah, well, I mean, you're in there, dude. You're you're in there, man. You're doing it. Like this fucking shit is is good, man. You're really good, dude. <laughs> thanks appreciate it <laughs> appreciate it. it was you know kind of weird like figuring out because i i mean my whole life i just played guitar i never really did vocals until like i think five maybe four years ago or something like that i started doing it i, I was like i think it was in my car trying to sing priest and i was like yeah. oh shit i can kind of do it you know like <laughs> i just kept working on it obviously alone never letting anybody see that shit but <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're letting everybody fucking hear it now because it's fucking good, dude. You're and you're, you know, like I said, man, you're awesome. doing it, man. Awesome. Fucking glad hell. people are liking it. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. So, what were some of the songs that you were singing, man? Um, I think I was singing 
was trying to sing like painkiller stuff stuff like that um all you know a bunch of different like diamonds and rust like all the all the, I, I like um i think i really like 70s priest more but at the time i was like obsessed with painkiller so i was trying to sing like that yeah when i first when i first ever tried to sing you know and i was like oh, i can kind of do it it's crazy and um <laughs> i just kept like shit like recording it and shit and you know never letting anybody see it until like i knew it was good obviously but jesus man that's, yeah, like, <laughs> that is a hell of a fucking learning curve right there like to start there you know like fuck but i mean yeah bro, i guess why? so yeah was, never would have expected it <laughs> but like yeah like i mean hell why not you know just shoot for the fucking stars man and just fucking go there and and that's cool man yeah yeah for sure i mean i don't know i just try to do like my favorite kind of stuff like if i couldn't do it at all i'd would have been like I, honestly I, I was thinking about getting somebody else to sing because i was like i don't really want to but now i'm like you know fuck it i'm, I'm used to doing it so and that's just what it is that get kind of gave the band its own original sound too hell yeah well it's the, the this record has been getting some fucking pretty good fucking reviews man i'm seeing it all over the place i saw it the other night on uh uh sarah's fucking uh uh she was doing a review of the new Sir, uh, Sir Ungles fucking record. She threw a, a shout out to you guys on there, man, on Banger TV, which I thought was awesome. I was like, yeah, yeah, I saw that. That was that was really cool. I like that channel a lot too. Hell, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people fucking watch that shit too, man. So <laughs> that's great. Very, you know, I mean, very good. Just want as definitely as many people to hear as as I can get. You know. Fuck yeah, man. So so, what's in the books uh, for you guys next, man? Like, what, do you, what 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 kind of plans do you guys have coming up for the future? Um, well, I honestly like we, we've got. I, I mean, I've got the whole second album written, so I'm probably trying to figure out how to start getting that tracked and everything. But I don't know if there's anything. There, there's no real talk of like touring or anything right now. But I don't know. We'll see down down the line eventually, probably. Yeah, you know, we're gonna do some some live stuff. But. This would be really cool to see live, man. Yeah, man, I know it would be a lot of fun to play it. Like, you know, it's just some some kick ass stuff that it's not much of it around anymore. So, I'd yeah. love to be, you know, part of uh, keeping that going. There needs to be, man. Like, you know, people. Yeah, man, people like you gotta fucking carry the torch, man. Keep it going, man. Yeah. Sure, proud to do it. So, how did you get hooked up with Nameless Graves uh, Records, man? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. We we were kind of like, like I originally was just gonna like release it because I talked to John and Mike. I was like, can you guys like, I don't know, do you guys like know a label or whatever? And they were like, I don't know, like, because Raven has their label, and I was like, I, I don't know if like they're just gonna take this without like ever, ever hearing or if they're gonna have time to listen to it so i i like put it up on facebook and mike was like no take it down because i think um like labels won't want to sign you if you like self-release it and i was like oh shit so i took it down and um then i don't know i was talking to like some of my friends who were like russ from satan like he was telling me um 
that uh, his band Tannis, uh, they got picked up by Metal Blade by putting it on Bandcamp. And I was like, huh, maybe I'll maybe I'll try it because I guess record labels like they just like to listen through Bandcamp stuff yeah, all the time yeah. to find. Oh hell yeah. yeah, 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 they do. Yeah, so <laughs> I was like, maybe I'll try that because I, I emailed a bunch of labels, but nobody really got back to me. Or eventually, eventually they did, but it took like forever. And you know, they I, I was sort of looking to just like for like a distribution thing. Nothing, you know, I don't want to like sign them rights to the you know ownership of the music over or anything like that so um yeah basically put it on Bandcamp and then Na- nameless grave like hit me up that day it was crazy it was That's really awesome. really fast i was like oh well i should have just done that from the start probably but Dude, that's so awesome that you bring up Bandcamp because you know what? I talk to so many fucking bands and I'm always like there's there's so many of them that don't have a Bandcamp, you know, and they'll they'll fucking come at me with their Spotify and, and their Apple and everything cuz I guess, you know, because that's automatic through DistroKid or or anything else that you that you go through, it just pops yeah. up over there, but Bandcamp itself is like a its own thing, but there's a lot of bands that don't know about it. Like it blows my mind. I'm like, what? What do you mean? What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, you got it. I mean, I don't know for other styles of music. I, I don't know, but I, it looks like for for metal. Oh, dude. And this kind of stuff. Yeah, you need one. You know, like that's just what everybody looks at. And because yeah, you you guys called me to emailed me the same day too. It was like you and uh, Nameless Grave both at once. I'm like, oh, perfect. <laughs> that was that was easy. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, man. I mean. I don't know. There's just something about it. I mean, it's a cool platform, but I mean, you know, it gives you everything that you need right then and there. You know, like yeah, nine definitely. times out of ten, when I'm talking to a band and I'm I'm working out what to do with them, if they have a band camp, I can just go there and pretty much grab everything that I need, and it's all in place already, like the way that it needs to be, and it just makes it simple. So it's like, you know, if it makes it simple for me then I know it makes it simple for a lot of other people, too, you know, and I try to tell everybody that because I'm yeah. like, you know, fuck, man, like, just just put it on there, dude. You gotta have it. I mean, yeah, it definitely makes it easy because you can just, like, people people can just, they can buy your music there, they can listen to it, share it, like, it's all in one spot, you know? And, then, yeah, you can sell your merch, like, and, I, I mean, it would be it would be one thing if, like, nobody looked on Bandcamp, but it looks like it, that's just what everybody looks on, so... You should definitely have your music on Bandcamp. Yeah, especially all the, you know, like you said, like record labels, uh, a lot of journalists, people that work at magazines and stuff like that, they all fucking check that out, man. Like, they all go there first. That's where they yeah. go. Yeah. You know, it just is, man. I mean, it's, it's a good fucking thing, man. And it's free to use. It doesn't cost anything to put it up on there. Yeah, exactly. It's free. You collect, like, all all the money from it too it's not like you know spotify or whatever pl- paying you pennies so that's good <laughs> that's yeah. always nice yeah you're right uh, yeah i was seeing uh i was just seeing some posts the other day like uh, i guess they're saying something about they're gonna stop paying fucking bands that that aren't really getting that many streams or something like they're contemplating doing something like that and i'm like dude yeah what does it even fucking matter, man? Just, you know, everybody's put their shit on fucking Bandcamp, sell your merch there, sell everything there, you know, fucking 
You can still yeah. use Spotify and YouTube and all that other stuff for free advertising, but yeah, just, exactly. Just drive them to uh, some place like Bandcamp where you can make some money, man. Get some yeah, money. like Bandcamp, I think is like that's where um, people are gonna like want to go and support you straight up. It, YouTube, yeah, it's gonna be more like at. I mean, you could still like we have a YouTube channel. We got like. 50 su- subscribers i don't know <laughs> but i'm like you know it, it, people reshare the album and stuff on other channels that get a ton of views so it's like people that that's just how people are going to hear about it and you know if they really like you they want to support you they'll go buy a t-shirt or something or buy the album yeah yeah on band on band camp yeah that's where they go <laughs> For sure, man. I mean, like, uh, I, I don't know, it was a few few years ago, I had never even heard of Siri Thungle. And oh, yeah. I didn't even know who the fuck they were. And I was uh, listening to Spotify in my truck, and I was just listening to some fucking random fucking thing that it, that it put on. And yeah. one of their songs came on, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And I pulled over, and I fucking gave it a heart, and I saved it. And I was like, I got to remember that when I get home. Check it out. And I got home, and I looked them up. They're on fucking Bandcamp. They're on Metal Blade. I looked them up, did an interview with them, talked to them. But, like, that's how, you know, and I bought some shit from them, you know? So it's like, yeah, yeah. It works. They're awesome, man. Yeah. It does work. It's just, you know, in a different way. But, you know, it's just, it's just the uh, product, like, of the times right now. It's just kind of how we got to do it. Like, you know, I mean, I guess this kind of music it's kind of lucky because people still collect like cds and records so yeah. you get some revenue for that from that but i don't know i don't know if any any of us are really in it for the money <laughs> you know what i mean even cassette tapes man <laughs> like i buy cassette tapes from bands on Bandcamp because i feel like you know it's cheap you know it's like a lot of times you'll see a band that you like on Bandcamp and they'll be selling a cassette tape it's like yeah. 10 bucks yeah. It's oh, like, for you sure. know, yeah. I'm probably not going to fucking sit there and put that in my cassette deck every day, but it's something to put on my shelf and be cool to look at, but I'll get the digital version too, which I can yeah, put on my exactly. phone and, and carry with me wherever I go. So it's like, you kill two birds with one stone, you know? Definitely, dude. I mean, yeah, I love listening to tapes and records. I like a zillion records, so... I mean, I always buy tapes and because yeah, they're just cool to have like a physical copy, you know. With the uh, vinyl sleeve, you can like read about stuff in there, you know. A vinyl, of course, is the best. Though. I mean, you know, you get the big fucking picture, and you can, you know, think, you know, yep. you can pack all kinds of cool stuff in there. You know, bands put. Uh, I've gotten records where they 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 put patches in there, they put stickers in there posters and stuff like all kinds of shit you know and that that's cool too yep. man yeah yeah dude i love it i mean it's just my favorite way personally to listen to music because it's just like you know it's like a physical needle scraping a piece of vinyl like that's some, just something about that is cool to me yeah um i mean cds are great too a lot of people love you know a lot of people like cds because they don't they don't get damaged as easily but i just that's something about like an actual needle scraping against shit and then sound comes out of it that that's oh, yeah. always been cool to me you know there's something mystical about it man I, you know i'll tell yeah. you man it goes all the way back to when i was dude i think i was like eight or nine years old and i was at my cousin's house and he was uh 
he had seen that I'd been watching MTV and I'd been listening to all these hair metal bands and stuff at the time. And he was like, dude, you got to check this out. And he put Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast on this record player, put the needle down, put the headphones on my head. And he was just like, just listen to this. And you hear the little crackles and pops and stuff. And then the, the fucking music starts. And like that really just... Ever since then, I, that that was like one of the moments where I just was just obsessed with fucking a turning metal, point. You know? Yeah, definitely a turning point. And so I think here here in Maiden was definitely a turning point for B two. They're one of the one of the first bands that got me into like. I, I mean, I don't know. Before that, I always liked you know thrash stuff like like Celtic Frost and you know Metallica Slayer. And I made and just like changed the I was like, Oh, there's this <laughs> you know, like definitely didn't fucking I just didn't know at the time. I was like I don't know, maybe thir- thirteen or fourteen or something when yeah. I started finding out about that stuff. Hell yeah, dude. Speaking of that, man, tell us about your influences. Like what are some of the other bands that you listened to when you were young that really got you got you going? Um uh yeah so guitar i mean i don't know i have a lot of guitar influences probably more guitar guitar influences than vocal influences but um probably started i think i think zeppelin was like the first band that made me like start playing guitar i was like you know heard that i heard um it was like how the west was won or something and i was like oh shit you could I didn't know you could do that on guitar. You know, before that, I, I played guitar, but I was playing like, you know, Yankee Doodle and shit. Like, <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know you played like like Jimmy Page. You know, so that switched it up. Then I got in. You know, it was just on from there. I got into Sabbath, Purple. Those are probably my favorite, like my big three influences to start. But then I don't know. I got I got into so many different guitar players. They're like started listening to like even a lot of I, I, I listen to like stuff that ranges from metal to you know fusion like Mahavishnu Orchestra and like um, uh, you know Genesis like like Steve Hackett, Hackett yeah, Paul yeah. Gabriel Peter Gabriel Genesis a uh, ton of that stuff dude like I love 70s music a lot and I you know then it got me into 80s music so that's probably uh there's like literally too many to list i I could i could talk to you about it probably for hours (laughs) and the sound of those records too from the 70s dude i got a bunch of them man led zeppelin originals man sabbath deep purple all of that shit man and it still sounds fucking so good like yeah some of those records are older than i am dude and yeah you can still put them on and they still sound like you just it feels like you're in the room with the band it's awesome yeah it, it's cool to have like an early press too it's like you get to hear what it sounded like you, you get to hear like what they were listening to or, or how it sounded to people like in the 70s when when the album came out you know so it's like you're getting that exact experience right there it's pretty sick man speaking of sounds for all the gearheads out there, can you tell us, uh, give us a rundown of like some of the gear that you're using, man? Yeah. So, let's see, I mean, uh, uh, all the all the Helms Deep guitar stuff was recorded with. I mean, I have a Gibson Flying V, like a white white one Hell with yeah. gold hardware. 
it's got uh two uh what what does that one have that, that one's got a demarzio pickup in the neck and um like a paf rip off in the in the bridge and then uh i pretty much did it all uh into a di like through a preamp just mm-hmm. into my computer and then we reamped uh Lusa lambert he's got his studio in jersey or jersey <laughs> don't kill me let's see if you heard me say that germany um yeah so he reamped a lot of my stuff all all my stuff uh he yeah he, he reamped john so he's got like incredible amplifiers he, he he helped me uh design a lot of the tones on there um vocals let me see uh i used the Sig- signal art u47 clone it's like way cheaper than the real 47 or yeah way cheaper than the real u47 and um signal art does an insane job it sounds exactly like a u47 which is what uh john i think john uses a real one that he's had since like the 80s but that is a sick mic so i pretty much did that into the same um preamp you know through my uh what do you call it what do you call this thing midi midi uh interface into the computer that's pretty much it. Like it wasn't much. I, I didn't really use any pedals or effects, any any of that. That was all uh, lots of work and magic in the studio. Like, but I mean, I, I obviously like told him what I wanted. Like, if I wanted flanger or something like that, I'm like put flanger, and he would just make the you know put the sickest flanger ever on it. So, wasn't too tough. I mean, these days you can pretty much record a professional record from your basement, like. It's cool and just fun, reamp man. it into a studio, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. I'm thinking the next album we might do something different. Like, that's just a little more like, you know, real amps at the exact time, you know, being recorded as you're playing. Because so, I like to react to the amp, and it, you know, makes me play differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, man. There's nothing like standing in front of a fucking stack and feeling it, because you feel it. You, It's different. It's not just yeah. hearing it; you feel it, man. Like you feel yeah, the yeah. fucking movement of the air. Exactly. You you play different stuff. You know, it's not the same. I mean, I think this came out like I still play pretty cool stuff on this one, even though it was all like a recorded through a VST, basically that just took like my DI signal and sent it over, and he reamped it and like you know played played what I played out of an amp and recorded that. But um, it would probably be. Di- I probably would have played different stuff if. You know, I was actually playing through a JCM 800 or something like that. Well, it sounds great, man. And I got to say, dude, like, white fucking guitar with gold hardware is always... That's always just a fucking knockout right there, man. On yeah, the- that's, my fa- that's my favorite. I mean, I got a ton of ton of guitars. I love, you know, Les Paul, SG, that stuff. But that I think I play that guitar the most. I just bought a Les Paul not too long ago. Uh, it was some uh, music shop that was having a blowout sale, man. And they had this purple one. And I was like, ah, I gotta fucking, I just gotta go check it out, man. I went down there and played it. And uh, before that, I only had an LTD that was like a Les Paul copy, you know, style. But there's just something about an actual Les Paul, man. Yeah. I don't yeah, know, man. It's it's heavy, you know, like you feel the weight. 
And like I know a lot of people are like, no, it's too heavy, you know. Fuck that, man. Like I actually like that. Like it, it feels like, cause I don't know, it just feels like you're playing a big fucking heavy piece of wood, and it. Yeah, it is. I think that's part of why they sound so good. Like I think just everybody should have a Les Paul <laughs> at some point in their life. You know, yeah, it's yeah. such a sick guitar. It's one of the original great guitars. You, yeah, you got to man. He's such a cool dude too. Like the history of that dude. And, like, what oh, yeah. he did for music in general, just the whole fucking thing. Like, he didn't just create that guitar. Like, he also created pretty much multi-track recording, too. Like, Yeah, he was crazy. And he, and he was insane at guitar, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Like, you watch those fucking old videos of him playing, dude. And like, I don't even know what the fuck style that is. Like, it, it's just... <laughs> Me neither. It, it's insane, man. It's like, what the fuck is he doing? But he just... It's like rockabilly on crack or something it's, it's crazy <laughs> he's just going nuts man but yeah he was doing it man he was feeling it yeah he was just great like you just he was innovative you know in every way he built he built the sickest guitar and he learned how to play it in one of the sickest ways ever it's like it's hard to top yeah, I mean, I know there's so many different guitars out there that you can buy, man. There's so many different styles, so many different fucking makes and everything. And they're all cool, but there's just yeah. something about that original fucking thing, man. Yeah, when I sometimes just sit here and look at it, I'm looking at it right now, and it's just, it just, yeah, it just catches your eye. And just like, yeah, man, that, that is a serious fucking piece of... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Art, yeah. equipment. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, man. I mean, a lot of the new new stuff, like, they, they pretty much copy, like, you know, it's always some, it's some variation. Like, even the Flying V is just, like, a variation of the Les Paul and, or SG. Even less, the SG is, like, a variation of the Les Paul, you know? Like, they all kind of have, it, or, or, you know, the other, other guitars, like, are a variation of a Strat in a, you know, maybe a different body type, but. You know, they, and then there was like Eddie Van Halen combined. Like you get a, he put single coils and humbuckers in one guitar, so it was like a, you know, a mix of the two. So people just kind of went crazy after that. But those two guitars, because I also, I, do, I also have a strap, but I didn't play it on this album. But it's just because I love Richie Blackmore, I was like, I, I gotta have a strap too. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I never got into, like, the combination of the two. I don't, like, I either pretty much go humbucker or single coil. Like, I don't really, I don't have any guitars that have both. But it's cool if you do, you know? Yeah, mine, mine don't. Mine are just uh, humbuckers, but they do have the, they do have the push-pull fucking thing where it, it oh, yeah, switches yeah. it to... Gives the you Peter Green thing. Yeah, yeah, it, that is pretty cool. Yeah, that that's like a tone curve or something. That's what Jim, I think that's what Jimmy Page's guitar had too. He had that push pull pot. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it's cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. All right, man. Well, I guess I'm about out of questions for you, man. Is there anything else you want to let the people know? No, nah, man. That, thanks for listening. That's all I can say. All right, well, we'll be uh, uh, we'll be ha- we'll be coming out with some more stuff soon. Where's the best place where they can go to uh, support you guys, man? Support us, uh, Bandcamp or YouTube, like our our YouTube, I guess. 
Like, if we get a bunch of subscribers, maybe they'll give us, like, ad money. But probably Bandcamp or Nameless, Nameless Grave is where you can buy the record. And then, you know, we're, there's some more merch up there, like patches, flags. Um, I think he's doing tapes and CDs. Yeah, he's got all Oh, yeah, T-shirts. Yeah. He's got all kinds of too. bundles and stuff that you can get, too, man. So it's really, definitely cool. Yeah, yeah, he's doing the uh, die. He did the Die Hard bundle. I think those are almost sold out. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Well, you know what? I'm telling you right now, dude, I believe this record is going to be on a bunch of end of the year fucking lists. I know they're coming out soon. And yeah. Yeah. In in my opinion, it's going to be in there, man, for sure, man. That's awesome, man. I I hope so and I, you know, I'm glad people are you know enjoying it. That's all I all i want fuck yeah dude well before i let you go can i get you to make us a station tag real quick uh what, what's that whenever you're ready say something like this is helms deep and you're listening to metal devastation radio okay this is helms deep and you're listening to metal devastation radio fuck yeah dude all right man well thanks a lot alex for taking the time to talk to us i really appreciate it and uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to blast some more Helms Deep for these motherfuckers so they can go crazy, all right? <laughs> awesome. All right, man. All right, man. Good talking to you. We'll talk to you later, brother. All right. See ya. Cheers. There you have it, folks. Helms Deep live on the Zach Moonshine Show with Metal Devastation motherfucking radio. Like I said earlier, you better put your speakers in your fucking windows. Put them in your front lawns. Put them in your neighbor's driveway. Do whatever you got to do. Make everybody around you say, what the fuck is wrong with this motherfucker? Why won't he fucking turn this shit down? And then turn it up louder and say, fuck you. Because we fucking like fucking listening to metal, motherfucker. Hell yeah, dude. Crank it up, man. This is more Helms Deep right here on the Zach Moonshine Show.